1: The next story is posted by user Alina Johanna Hoggs from r slash erotica. The title of this post is She Was a Friend in Need, He Was a Friend Alone. Sit back and enjoy the story. It was President's Day weekend. I usually sleep in on Sunday mornings when my team doesn't have a competition and I was looking forward to sleeping in on Sunday and Monday because of the holiday. There is just something magical in getting to sleep until you wake up. No screaming alarms, no pesky obligations, no plans. However, this Sunday, Carrie wanted to go for a walk. She called late Saturday afternoon, just after I got home from work, and said that she really needed to walk and talk and asked if I was up for a walk on Sunday I am. I really need to get up and move and I think I am going to need someone to talk to, she said sounding sad. Well, okay. What time did you have in mind? I was hoping for a noontime walk. Like you always say, get it in, get it done, and get it over so the rest of the day is free, right? Sometimes I hate myself, right? So, when and where do we meet? I'll make it easy on you. Let's meet at the 13th street entrance to the greenbelt at 7am. I'll be there. Um, are you okay? I asked. Concerned for my friend. Yeah, I just need to sort some things out. See you in the morning, hen Carrie hung up. I know. What you are thinking. Why would I just agree? What did I owe Carrie that I could not ask for a later time or just say no? Did she have great oral technique? No, to all of them. Now don't get me wrong, Carrie is a good-looking woman. She is as fit as a woman her age can be. She is just a few years younger than I am. With long, thick, black hair. She worked for a local investment company as an account exec. A very, very successful account exec. It seemed her figure is slightly full in the hips. The first time we went for a walk, I stopped and pretended to tie my shoe as she walked ahead and let me tell you that her ass moves really well. We'd begun to walk together once a week and then twice. Now we usually walked on Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday mornings and on Sundays when I was in town. We always walked in the early morning so we could get the day underway. Get it in and get it done, right? We would walk for an hour or an hour and a half. Then Carrie would get in her black Lexus and drive home and I would walk the three blocks to my apartment, shower, have breakfast, and start my workday. My interest in her was strictly platonic. She and I shared a love of blues music and met at a jam session. Carrie had never been married, as far as I knew, and I've been married twice. The first one I messed up being a workaholic and my wife fell out of love with me. The second should have never happened. Now, I didn't want to get into another relationship. I didn't want to deal with the pain of a breakup. I was convinced that love was no longer an option for me. I hadn't had sex in over 7 years and had come to the conclusion that at this stage of my life I was never going to have sex again. However, it was nice, at my age, to be seen, even if only in my own mind, in the company of a beautiful woman. Besides, she was a hell of a piano player. When we got to jam together it was always fun. The alarm went off at 6.15am, way too soon considering I had just set it at 3am. I was in the middle of a really cool dream having to do with flying around a city and enjoying the weather. I looked out of the window of my third-floor apartment to check for rain or snow or wind or blizzard or the apocalypse or anything else that would allow me to stay in bed. Nope. The early spring sky was bright black and full of stars. The American flag hanging across the parking lot was hanging straight down. It was a beautiful cool morning in the valley. I went to the kitchen and got a pint glass of water and downed it. I had been drinking rum last night and really felt dehydrated. I finished off one more glass as I put a cup of oatmeal in a bowl with some water and honey. I popped it in the microwave and nuked it while I poured and finished a glass of cranberry juice. Back in the bedroom I looked at the unmade bed and decided to leave it and made and hit it again when I got home. I walked into the closet and grabbed a long sleeve t-shirt and some fleece socks. Scratching my balls, I noticed that my dick was slightly chubby. I gave it a few whacks as it jumped to life. After deciding that I'd take care of that thing later, I pulled some underwear up over the semi-erection and walked out of the closet. Out in the living room, I sat down in my computer chair and pulled on my fleece socks. Ah, feet warm, feel good? In the kitchen, I grabbed the now-rested and cooling oatmeal. My dick was now back to normal which made sitting at the table more comfortable. After finishing the oatmeal, I put on my pants and shoes, donned a pullover fleece and a wool hat, and headed out the door. I stopped for a second to put the headphones in my phone and set the buds in my ears. As the tunes kicked in, I walked down the three flights of stairs to the street level and kept the step to come and get your love as I turned left to head for the Greenbelt. The air had that great fresh chill to it that early spring mornings in the valley are known for. The sidewalk took me past the post office and towards the park entrance. Rounding the corner, there was the black Lexus and the tall, black-haired woman that had called me the night before. I removed my earbuds. Morning, Mick. Carrie sounded less than enthusiastic, and she did not look right. She was not wearing her usual tight yoga pants and instead of a low-cut top she was wearing a hoodie with the zipper pulled up to her neck. Something was definitely wrong. Morning, you okay? My hopes for a short walk and a long sleep back in bed were fading as concern for my friend Rose. After I called you yesterday, I told Ryan that he needed to be gone. She quietly explained. Who is Ryan? I asked as calmly as I could. She had never spoken of other guys or relationships before. We always talked about music or our work. Oh, I'm sorry. This is so embarrassing. He is the younger guy that has been living with me for the past 10 months. Carrie was looking at her feet as she spoke. She went on to explain that he had gone from a hard-working professional to a leech. For the past few months, she suspected that he was sleeping with another woman. Someone his own age. On Friday night she came home early and found him banging his girlfriend in her bed. In her own home, they hadn't seen her, so she left and got drunk. After a few shots of courage, she had called his cell phone and told him that she had been home and seen him and that she was tired of him. She told him to get out before she got home and to have all his stuff out by noon today. When I got home, he was gone, and I called you and asked to go for a walk. I figured that if things went badly with him, and I didn't show up this morning, that you would call me or look for me or check on me. She looked at me with a weary expression and let out a sigh. You were my emergency plan. Do you still want to walk? I was asking out of concern for her now. My selfish needs had just gone out the window. I don't know. I'm pretty hungover. She seemed very worried, almost scared, and looked like she needed a walk and a friend. Well, I do. I was drinking a lot last night. rum, and I need to walk it off. Let's start easy and see what happens. East or west? Carrie smiled and finally looked me in the eyes. Her expression changed. She nodded and seemed to have found a calmer place. West, she said quietly. West it is. Let's walk to the bridge and when we get there, we can figure the next step. We turned left and headed towards the bridge that crossed the river to the university. It was a quiet and beautiful morning. The sun was not going to come up until close to 7.45 so we walked in silence on the path lit only by the solar-powered pathway lights that were beginning to fade as their batteries ran down. Carrie's hoodie and baggy sweatpants were a far cry from her usual yoga tights. I loved it when she wore the tights. She was 50 years old and had the ass and thighs of an athlete. She had a little swish and sway to her stride that made her ass dance when she walked. But her ass was not her best feature and if she had not been wearing the hoodie... I would have been happy to walk backward in front of her. One night at a blues music jam, she was playing piano when I was singing. She was wearing a low-cut top and every time she hit the keys with some force her tits would jiggle and shake. I almost popped a hard-on right on stage. Her breasts were not the firm hard breasts of a young girl, and they were not filled with silicone. They were the soft natural tits of a woman that was 50 years old and had the time and money to take care of herself. We walked in silence, but my mind was screaming. Who was this Ryan guy? Was Carrie going to be safe? What could I do? After shouldn't a friend do things to help? After a few hundred yards I had to say something. Um, if I can ask, what is the next step for you? Her expression returned to one of worry and concern. Well, when we get done walking, I am going to go home and make sure that he has moved out. I told him he had until noon Saturday. Then I am going to call a furniture store and have my bed replaced. Then I am going to call my cleaning staff and have the place fumigated. Then I am going to sit down and have a glass of wine and a nice long cry. I placed my hand between her shoulder blades. Carrie, can I do anything to help? I mean I don't know what you need right now or what a slob like me could do. We paused, and I looked her in the eyes. But if you need me, call me. She smiled and stopped walking. Her eyes filled with tears and she held out her arms for a hug. We had never hugged in all the time we had known each other. We were friends. Actually, I think that the idea of squeezing those wonderful breasts against my chest intimidated me. She released me from the embrace and stood there looking into my eyes through her tears until I broke the silence. Look, I gotta ask. I have been wondering this for a long time. I know from the way that you dress and the car you drive that you make a lot more money than I do. I never really thought about it because you never acted like a rich person but when you say things like my cleaning staff, I begin to wonder. She smiled and dropped her gaze to the ground for a bit before turning and walking again. After a few yards, she opened up. Mick, one of the things that I like about you is that you are just you. You never carry the world with you when you walk. You talk about your work with a passion. I can tell that you wake up every day happy to be who you are and doing what you do. I did my job, but not with your kind of passion and I've enjoyed the products of my efforts. But since we have been talking, I figured out that the money doesn't make it better. These walks with you have been just what I needed to remind me that I do what I do because I love what I do, just like you. And I think my clients have begun to notice. I hope when all of the dust settles that you and I can keep doing these walks. Carrie, I don't see any reason to stop unless you want to. I mean, I really enjoy the time away from the pressures of my job and it always brightens my day to see you. We continued on at a pretty good clip and arrived at the bridge to the university. We decided to cross over to the campus side and head back east along the other side of the greenbelt. As we approached the 13th street bridge that would return us to our starting point, the sun began to come up. The sky was a nice clear blue and the air was still clean and crisp. As we walked and warmed up, our tempo increased and our breath quickened. Soon our breathing made us look like some old railroad engines. We crossed the park bridge to our original side and walked the remaining few hundred yards to Carrie's car in silence. I needed that. Thanks, Carrie said, her warm breath still steaming in the cool air. No problem. I gotta admit that I was not eager to walk this morning, but I needed to do it as well. I think I sweated off at least five of those eight rum drinks I had last night. I think I'm going to head home, snag a shower and crawl back into bed for a few more hours. Are you going to be okay? Do you need anything? No, Mick, I'm okay. I am going to stop for breakfast on the way home and then stall a little and hopefully when I get home, he, his bimbo, and all his stuff will be gone. She hit the button on her remote key fob, and I opened the driver's side door and received another hug. Thanks, Mick. She got into the Lexus and I closed her door. Looking at me, she smiled and drove off. I stood there for a moment and fantasized that a guy who made about $35k a year could get together with a woman who made what? Hundreds of thousands. A chill ran through me that I ignored as I just watched her Lexus turn the corner. When the second chill ran through me, I started walking home. Carrie was my friend. I don't know if I was hers, but she was mine and I was concerned. The walk home was much slower and thought-filled. I ignored the tempo of the music in my ears as I walked up the stairs to the third floor and walked to the end of the building. My one-bedroom apartment was the last one on the floor. The entrances were all on the outside of the building as opposed to being in a hallway. I put the key in the door, let myself in, and closed the door behind me. I never locked the door when I was home. No one was gonna come all the way down the length of the apartment to bother little old me. I pulled the fleece over my head. The sleeves were sweat-soaked at the wrist and neck. I stripped off my jeans and removed the sweaty t-shirt, socks, and underwear. I put everything straight into the washing machine. Who really needs a clothes hamper, right? I pulled on the t-shirt I had slept in last night. I seldom wear clothes around the house outside of winter, and in the winter, I usually just wear a t-shirt. I think that I might be a nudist at heart. Something was relaxing about having my cock and balls exposed to the cool air. In the evening I like to sit on the patio with a cup of tea and feel the cool winter air on my balls. Yup, I must be a closet nudist. Pushing a few buttons started the wash cycle, and I walked out to my desk to check emails. While the computer booted up, I nuked a cup of green tea in the microwave. When the computer had booted up, I opened the music file and played some slow blues in my headphones. I began reading emails from the week and seeing which ones needed more in-depth attention. The washing cycle was drowned out by the music and the ear cups of the headphones. After about seven or eight songs I paused the music to listen for the wash machine's cycle. There was the sound of water running. The washer was apparently filling again. I didn't think that I had hit the heavy wash cycle. My brain processed the sounds. But nothing made sense. It almost sounded like the shower was running or, what? Had a water hose to the washer broken. I yanked off my headphones and jumped out of the computer chair, heading for the hallway to the bathroom, laundry room. And after rounding the corner, came to a screaming halt. There, in the bathroom, laundry doorway, stood a wet, raven-haired, naked, voluptuous, hard-nippled woman. A slight space between her legs exposed labia swelling out from a dense... Well trimmed, Blackbush. Her hands were on her round hips and her weight was on her left leg as the foot on her right foot tapped impatiently. Damn it, Mick. I thought you were going to take a shower. Are you going to join me or not? Huh, Carrie? Mick, I am all sweaty from our walk and I am all wet from thinking about you. If you do not get in here and start giving me a hand, I'm going to leave. But dot 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 what dot 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 how dot 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 Carrie leaned to grab my hand, and as she moved, the tits that I thought would be soft and natural proved to be just that. They swung and bobbed as her body weight shifted. She grabbed me by the head and kissed me softly. Then, releasing my head, she pulled my t-shirt over my head and taking my growing erection, pulled me in the direction of the shower. I was stunned. What the hell was going on? This stuff did not happen in the real world. Carrie dropped to her knees and immediately sucked my penis into her mouth. Her tongue slides down the shaft as the head hits the back of her throat. She cupped my balls and massaged them as she pulled her mouth off my cock and nibbled the tip. She stood, still holding my erection with her left hand, and turning, she pulled on it, forcing me to follow her into the shower. As I stepped into the shower... I turned to face this woman, this naked woman, this beautiful naked woman, this beautiful naked woman with a grip on my cock. She turned to move her head under the shower, and I watched as the water soaked her hair and turned it into a slick black sexy hoodie that covered her face and reached down to cover half of her breasts, except for the amazing nipples that parted the wet hair as it flowed over each soft mound. Carrie began to slowly stroke my erection, and it was having a noticeable effect. My 53-year-old cock was still a working organ and it was throbbing in her hand as it approached a climax. Carrie, I am going to come in a few minutes if you keep doing that. I was conflicted between wanting to relieve the immense pressure in my balls and wanting to hold it until. When? Carrie let go of my dick and turned her back to me to wash the hair off her face. She pressed back towards my cock and let it slip up between her ass cheeks. I ran my wet hands around her sides to her fabulous tits and for the first time felt the marvelous weight of them. The nipples were hard and were the diameter of my index finger. I lifted her heavy tits in my hands before dropping them to pull and twist the large nipples between my thumb and forefinger. She reached her hand behind her and taking my cock, guided it between her ass cheeks. She moved the tip up and down seeking out the hot wet opening that would satisfy her needs When she had the head of my cock in that warm hollow spot She leaned onto my erection I pressed forward firmly and the head had just penetrated With a pop when she stopped My god, she was so tight How did a woman her age keep her pussy so tight? I looked down, holy shit I was in her ass Just as I was about to pull out and reset my location Carrie let out a moan and pushed back driving me halfway into her Um Carrie, I have never done this. What do I do next? Does it hurt? Oh, Mick, you feel wonderful. Add a little soap and fuck me. Still stunned by all that was happening, I did as she requested and pressed forward until my thighs touched hers. And then I pulled back until only the head of my dick was still in place. She bent over a bit more and reaching between her legs took hold of my balls with one hand as I began to pump in and out of her ass as smoothly as I could. My hands moved from her nipples to her hips and I pulled hard as I repeatedly slid into her. The sound of Carrie's grunts in time with my thrusts almost drowned out the squishy sound of water and shit being mixed as I pumped in and out of her under the flow of the shower. Finally, the pressure built beyond recall. My brain went blank and my eyes rolled back in my head. Carrie. There was a scream as I let loose into Carrie's hot bowels, gripping her hips. I pulled myself as deeply into her as I could. The first spurt was really strong and I shot a large amount of cum into her. The second spurt was much less. My cock continued pulsing and pulsing as it wanted to shoot load after load although my well was empty. With my knees weak and shaking from the force of my orgasm, I let my dick slide out of her. It was then that I realized that the scream was not mine but hers, as I had been fucking her ass. Carrie had been rubbing out her clit with my balls. As my head cleared, the full emotion of fucking her overwhelmed me. I sank to my knees in the shower and pressed my face against the side of her ass. Carrie reached her hand around and tenderly placed it on my head. She turned her body, so the side of my face was nestled in the dense, black bush of her pubic hair. Her engorged clit was standing out from the soaking wet and matted hair. I started to kiss her clit and nibble her labia and then began to run the tip of my tongue around her pussy. Carrie lifted one leg slightly and placed it on the bathtub rail and I pressed my face into her crotch. My entire face was scrubbed with the dark curly pubic washcloth. The feeling of my warm breath moving around her pussy set Carrie off again. She grabbed my head with both hands and pulled my face hard to her. My hands had now moved to her ass and every time my mouth reached the flesh of her labia and clit, I sucked and nibbled anything that came close. I released one of Carrie's ass cheeks and moved up between her legs from the front. I slid my fingers into her pussy and began to finger fuck her as she began humping her hips and rubbing her mons hard on my forehead. Building to a shuddering climax, Carrie shook and groaned as she came and came in several waves. I gently withdrew my hand from her sensitive sex and helped her drop to her knees as we held each other in the warm water. After what seemed like a very long time, I stood, took a bar of soap. And began to soap up my hands. Carrie must have been drained. Because as I stood my cock hit her in the face and she did not react. Not even a kiss. I helped her to her feet and, turning her. Began to wash her back from her neck down to her feet. Taking the time to soap up a little more. I gently cleaned the brown pucker that was now releasing semen and bodily juices. I pressed a finger into her anus and cleaned it until the soap returned white with no hint of brown. Turning her. I repeated the washing of her front from her neck to her feet. I handled her breasts gently, smoothing the soap around the huge globes and their hard nipples. When I got down to her pussy, I built up a big mass of sudsy foam as I scrubbed her black triangle. She flinched slightly as I was a bit rough when I touched her clit. After I finished, Carrie repeated the same for me. Even though she carefully cleaned my cock, I flinched several times and Carrie took extra care with my testicles. Lovingly caressing them as she washed away the remaining brown color When she was done, I asked her to hand me my razor And I soaked my head and shaved it Do you have any shampoo? Being in the process of shaving my head I just looked at her and smiled as I redirected my gaze up. She laughed and made an oops face and took me in her arms for a loving hug I looked into the eyes of my newfound dot 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 what? Was Carrie now my lover? Was she a fling? Was she a wounded woman who was looking to fill a loss on a rebound?